You are listening to The Exchange. This is Dr. Lorraine. Greetings, everybody. I am so overjoyed today to have Sister Nancy Norris joining me for this podcast episode. And we are going to be talking about disability ministries in Sunday school and how to make that happen. Sister Norris, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest. It is such an honor. I always love spending time with you. And I always love having any conversation that I get with Sister Norris is just a joy. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you. So I wanted to go in and I just wanted you to introduce yourself for those people that do not know Sister Nancy Norris. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, when my dad was in Bible college up at ABI. And then I was raised near Chicago, um, in the Chicago suburbs. My dad was a pastor, a church planter. So I went to, a, I did a, a lot of church, going to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and in our family, you couldn't miss church, right? So unless you were sick and I was a very healthy child. So <laughs> I, I was in church a lot. And then my dad, um, he would, uh, on Sunday afternoon, he would go for drives and us kids, we had to get in the back seat and go around and he would drive through these cities and he would say, Oh, this city needs a church. And we're like, no dad, no. Cause he would start a church and have a church Sunday morning. Then he would start another one Sunday afternoon and then go back to the original one on Sunday night. So um, every time he had a, he thought another area needed a church. We were like, no, dad, no. <laughs> um, so I was raised in a pastor's home. Our, our house was um, back in those days evangelist or any special speaker they stayed in the home so we <laughs> there was no mot- we didn't, there wasn't such a, well there were motels but it wasn't common mm. and to use them so um we had a lot of company and I can remember cleaning that house getting it ready for for company to come and um <laughs> one time when I was six years old I had a dream in the middle of the night and I ran downstairs and ran in my parents' room. And I said, we got to get up. we got to clean the house. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Jesus is coming. And so my parents said, what happened? And they, I had a dream that, that there was a knock on the front door. And when I opened it, it was Jesus. And he said, please clean up your house. I'm coming. So I, lit- I took that literal that he was going to come. So I wanted everybody to get up and I knew what it was to, when company was coming, you cleaned the house. So my dad said, you know, maybe the Lord's talking to us about cleaning up our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so that's the kind of atmosphere I grew up in. And then um, when I was 18, I decided that I wanted to go to Bible college and my parents, I think they were kind of shocked. So they got me in the car right away before I changed my mind. <laughs> and <laughs> so I went to St. Paul, Minnesota to ABI. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, um, I was there three years and I started dating um, my husband at that time, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got married and we evangelized for two years. And then we, Dave told me, he said, I feel like God's leading me into 
home missions and I I want to plan a church and I'm like no no I've been through that I've done that I've been there I got the t-shirt and um I didn't want to I knew what it was like to carve out a work and to do everything yourself and oh but you know what when when God did call I mean when God did open the doors for the home missions church for us to start that I felt different about it then and I felt like God called me to so we started a church in West Bend, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We were there five years, and then Dave felt like he was being called back into, or called called into, do Bible school work. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing Bible school work. And um, actually, before we went back for Bible school work, that's when Nathaniel was born. We had mm-hmm. tried to have children and could not. So we were finally were expecting, and then my son Nathaniel was born, and he was born with um. Uh, Krita Shah, which is a chromosome disorder on the fifth chromosome. It's a, the, every chromosome has a long arm and a short arm. His short arm was missing just a tiny piece and it affected every part of his body. So that's when I started learning about special needs. <laughs> that's, that's, I got, I got baptized into the special needs ministry <laughs> and I got, I, I, it was a totally new world, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I began to realize what parents go through and what mm-hmm. they face when their child has special needs. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then we moved back to St. Paul and we lived in St. Paul for a couple of years. And then we lived in Dover, Delaware at the um, Kent Christian College for, we lived there eight years and then taught there 10 years. We moved up to Philadelphia, King of Prussia. Um, and, um, so Nathaniel, he's my, he's my special need little guy Mm -hmm. and he, um, he brought amazing people in my life. Mm. Amazing. So is that enough? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, that was going into my next question. And just what did you desire for, uh, what, where did you desire for helping create disability ministries in Sunday school come from? And that was, you know, from your, your son, Nathaniel, and yes. that he was born. And so you, you know, just seeing all the challenges that you would face as a new mom and, and seeing this world differently. Yes, yes. And, yeah. Um, people, I found out how, um, I don't mean this in a bad way. Uh, people are a little ignorant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> completely. <laughs> Come up to me in the mall. I was with Nathaniel and I had him in the little, when he was just little and mm-hmm. I was pushing him down the mall and I sat down and was just sitting, resting and a lady came up to me and she said, did you take drugs when you were expecting? Oh my word. <laughs> total stranger walks up to me and says something so insulting mm. i i was just like oh lord you've got to help me i i, I felt here i felt bad because i f- i felt bad for her obviously mm-hmm. but um i thought i'm gonna have to be the teacher yeah i'm gonna have to help people understand I'm going to have to be, and, and then sometimes when things would get overwhelming, I'd be like, why do I have to be the teacher? Right, right. <laughs> I get that. 
heart, no. But um, so we um, um, so we moved to Dover, and when we did, um, Nathaniel was in a wheelchair. He was all he was in a, he was wheelchair bound the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, so the the second floor of the Sunday school department. The first floor was a nursery, and then this you had to go up like a whole big flight of stairs to get mm-hmm. to the next to the classrooms where okay. he should have been. Mm-hmm. They said, Well, we'll carry him up in his wheelchair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I really didn't want him to be carried right. in his wheelchair. I just I was like, I was a little nervous that what if they dropped him? And you know, mm-hmm. I was I I kind of so I didn't let him be carried upstairs, but mm-hmm. there was a nursery teacher on the first floor that cared uh, that cared about him and she mm-hmm. said bring him in here so he did go with with the little the little kids all that time but I heard up the street the Baptist had a class a Sunday school class for children with special needs I almost drove him up there <laughs> <laughs> so he um and then um Okay. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yes. That's, that's where you kind of, yeah, I come in. And, and so this is where, you know, we're, we're talking about how this is where you kind of your need for minutes for Sunday school ministry came from is because you realized that it wasn't accessible for Nathaniel. And you were saying that this was not, this was something that needed to be changed, especially in having right. Sunday school classroom upstairs and I don't know I would have been like you you know at the Baptist church Sunday school <laughs> it's like I was so proud of them I you know I was like wow that's fantastic mm-hmm. and I want to say to all my readers before I forget that you do or have taught and are doing again um, before we get too far into this that you have done a seminar and do not just a seminar but a semester class at urshan college because you and brother norris both teach at urshan college and um, that is one of the things that you have done is taught undergraduates how to make disability ministries accessible for sunday school children yes. which is huge huge because this is and this is was exactly where you learned this instead of going to the baptist church <laughs> decided <laughs> We're going to do this. <laughs> well, and you know what? It's so funny. Not funny, but not funny. haha. But um, I just got an email and they asked me to teach ministering to children with special needs again. Awesome. So it's coming up fall in the fall um, mm-hmm. 2023. So yeah. I'm all excited. I get to do it again. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. So I wanted to ask and go into my next question. And I want to ask, what are some of the misconceptions? And we're already kind of talking about that. What are the misconceptions that many Christians have about disabled children and Sunday school? Because you mentioned that lady that came up to you in the mall. And I mean, I I can totally relate to that. People just saying insensitive things. But you said you were so kind and said, I felt bad for her because she doesn't understand or she doesn't know better, you know. But of course, that was still very hurtful. There's no <laughs> doubt that that would have been like, oh, and I've had so many different encounters that we won't go into, but oh my goodness, <laughs> having a little baby, be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but what are some of the misconceptions that not people out in the world, but Christians have 
uh, about disabled children and maybe even just in Sunday school, but just in general, some of the things yeah. that you've kind of seen and heard. Well, I think they think that um, maybe involving or including a, a child with um, special needs might be disruptive mm-hmm. or that they may have loud noises or certain sounds that would interrupt. Mm-hmm. And um, years ago, when, I don't know how long ago it was, but a few years ago, when Brother Bernard was pastoring in, um, in Austin, mm-hmm. They had a family come in that had a, a boy that had autism and he had his sounds and he had his reactions and his motions. Mm-hmm. And um, Brother Bernard got up to the church and he said, folks, this is, and he just laid it out for them. And as soon as he acknowledged it from the pulpit, everybody was fine. Every, mm-hmm. nobody, every, in fact, when he made his noises or whatever, whatever happened, people were like smiling. And that is, to me, that is to smile and to love. Oh my, that is huge. Yeah. That is. And I do remember hearing that story. I might've heard it from brother Bernard or when I was there at UGST, but what a beautiful thing. And I think that you know, you're right in the fact that maybe, maybe leadership, you know, this is, this is all right, you know, this is all right. And when leadership says it, then everybody else is like, it just settles down. Okay. You know, and it, it kind of, it breaks up that misconception that, okay, you know, this is, this is how it is. We're just, another misconception is that um, children with special needs don't need to be um, social. Um. Nathaniel loved to be around people. He loved it. And in the hallway at church, there was this one little girl. She would hop up on his wheelchair. She put her feet up on, you know, the the lower Mm -hmm. part. She put her hands on the handles and she would put her face in to kiss him. And she would let him put his hands in her blonde curly hair. (laughs) I tell you what, he loved it. We had to untangle them, but (laughs) (laughs) how adorable, you know, and they need just as much love and kissing and hugging as everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, one man did come up and kiss him on the lips and then, (laughs) (laughs) of course, that was (laughs) pre-COVID, but, um, but he got so much hugging and loving Mm -hmm. and, and, and they need it really bad and just like everybody does and so i that i don't know if that's a true misconception or if that's just my you know my my point of view mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think that really just goes across the board and that's absolutely true people think that you know they don't need that love and that attention and affection but that's a need for everybody and maybe even more so for children with disabilities they you know, need that even more yeah you know what i did with Nathaniel, he was in the wheelchair. I would always try to dress him mm-hmm. in something that would encourage people to talk to him, mm-hmm. like a Coca-Cola bib mm-hmm. or Oshkosh by Gobs over a uh, gosh, Oshkosh by Gosh. I'm not trying to swear. <laughs> Overalls or socks, um, uh, you know, like crazy socks or mm-hmm. 
just something that would help people to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to talk to him. Because as soon as they talked to him, he would look, he would look at them. He wasn't verbal, but he would look at them to see if they were serious. Mm-hmm. And then he'd wait and see if they still talked to him. And then he would warm up. But he, um, but I always tried, even in his wheelchair, like his last wheelchair, I tried to get mm-hmm. like a really hot color. <laughs> <laughs> so it would encourage people to not be, to not be afraid to walk up and mm-hmm. talk to him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, he never could say to me, mom, everybody's ignoring me. He couldn't say that, but I just wonder how, what he felt, you know, and Mm -hmm. I wanted that to be as less as possible. Well, I love that you did that, but what a great thing to be able to be like, I'm going to give somebody something to talk about or this color. Oh, (laughs) hi, Nathaniel. That is a cool Coca-Cola bib. Wow. You know, you like Coca-Cola, you know, to be able, a a conversation starter. Yes. That's wonderful that that was a, you were able to make that connection. And I'm sure he was just like, they're talking to me, mom. Yay. You know? <laughs> yeah. I could, he could never explain that to me, but mm-hmm. um, in heaven, maybe he'll be able to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably could tell. I'm assuming that you could probably tell in his facial expression. Yes. He yes. reacted, even though yep. he wasn't verbal. Yep. You can. So I wanted to ask, what are some of the major things that you teach your students about making Sunday school accessible um, when you're doing stuff with undergraduates. And I know you'll be doing this in the fall. Um, I teach about a lot about love. Um, and of course, loving the kids and mm-hmm. um, loving the parents. Uh, I teach them a, a, about using the five senses in their teaching. Um, the um you know the uh the sensory and the uh like the the taste the touch the all the five senses and um so we do this whole thing on foods and how you can use foods to uh well you can use it for a lot of times that's used for rewards when Mm -hmm. you once you find out a favorite food of a child you can use it for rewards and for um uh, general be you know behavior things I know they do that in school a lot and you don't want to totally like do everything the same thing they do in school but they um and also I t- try to teach them that um the noises are okay mm-hmm. um you know the um today if I go in a well it was a few years after Nathaniel had passed away and I went into a mall and I heard a noise mm-hmm. and it sounded like Nathaniel. Mm. I went to that noise and here was a group from a, like a, maybe a group home. And they were out in the mall doing their out and about community stuff, mm-hmm. which they do. And here that, and I heard, I heard a similar sound mm-hmm. that, you know, connected me to Nathaniel and I had to find that group. my people I'm like my people and um so I try to teach them you know that um it's it's just loving them and loving the parents of course um is so important uh and then adapting their lessons to the child 
as far as once they know what the child can or can't do, then adapting their 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 lesson is the best they can to help that child learn. Mm -hmm. Those are just a couple things. So and I, I love that you mentioned about the noise too, because that that's one of the things that people are like, I don't know, but I think that you know, you teaching your students, I'm saying like, get used to, you know, the noise. Once you get used to it, once this is kind of just a part of your life and it just is, you adapt and it just is what it is. And then you hear it, like you said, and you're just like, where are my people? You know, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. maybe that might be kind of alarming at first, but knowing that, you know, it's just kind of like anything you kind of, after a while, it's like the refrigerator noise or it's like something, yeah. car thing. It's just, and it's just a familiar and it's even a comforting comforting sound it see it, it became a comforting sound to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so That's I wanted to ask maybe specifically like if you were to do a Sunday school lesson let's say on David and Goliath for an example and you were to be doing these maybe for I don't know maybe five-year-olds um some of them who had um, maybe the same kind of dis developmental disabilities that your son Nathaniel, how would you do that? Would you go like with puppets or what would be like the Nancy Norris version of David and Goliath? If you had a Sunday school room, what would some of the things that maybe you would do that you might not do or might do differently in another classroom? Oh, I, I love the idea of puppets because um <laughs> You're a puppet lady. <laughs> well, that it, that's true. I do love puppets and I have a gob. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one thing I have to say about the puppets is um, when I would do puppets, Nathaniel would snub me. Hmm. He didn't like when I would do my puppet. Mm -hmm. He would he would look the other way. He would I think he was a little jealous or something. <laughs> That there's another kid here that she's given a attention to. My mom. I have no idea. I've got to ask him that in heaven. But he he did not like my puppet. Hmm. So different kids will respond to different things. So hmm. you could try a puppet and see how they do. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's one way. And then um with uh with the five stones, you could have you could have stones and the kids could you know, put the stones in their hand or, of course, you know, keep an eye on them if they are um, have a tendency to put things in their mouth. <laughs> um, our little bag of stones. Um, but you can, according to your child's ability, um, you could do the, the lesson. You could actually have someone come in and act the story out for them. Like, you know, do a, or have the child hold the, hold the sling and pretend like he shot Goliath down. Um, uh, you know, have someone else, either a cardboard figure or, you know, a, a mm -hmm. someone else to fall for you. Um, one thing, um, while he was at this one church, he was never invited into a, a Christmas program. Mm -hmm. And that killed my mommy's heart. Mm -hmm. My mommy's heart was hurting. And they had this like perfect Christmas program and he just was never invited in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we went and moved to a different church, the lady in charge of it said, oh no, he's going to be in it. And they had him be a wise man and they wheeled him in and his robe and his crown and his beard. And oh. he was one of the wise men. And the, what, the second wise man rolled him in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he got to be in a Christmas program. 
And that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, I know that other moms would love to see their child somehow involved in the Christmas program. Mm -hmm. So that's not David and Goliath. But, but that's just, a great example of just being included in it. You know, even if it's just, and I think what I'm really hearing you say is what, whatever their abilities are, you just tweak it and you just figure yeah. out what yeah. it is that may have to change some things around here and there until you're like, okay, this is what's going to work. Maybe puppets are not going to work for Nathaniel because he's, yeah, he's not he... like that. <laughs> He's going to think, no, mom, in his mind, no, mom, I don't like him, but, you know, maybe something else and yeah. just being, you know, and, and also I think that that's a great thing that you are expressing about moms. Like everybody wants to see their child in yeah. the Christmas play. It doesn't matter. In some way, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a five second thing, some way mm -hmm. to include them. Um, oh, I just had a thought that went out with the window. <laughs> See, if I don't say it immediately, it's gone. <laughs> oh, but, but um, oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the story of David and Goliath, mm -hmm. you know, he took, he took uh, his dad gave him stuffed food to take to his brothers, you know, to go check mm -hmm. on the battle and cheese was in there. So if one of your children, one of the children liked cheese, cheese would be a good way to, um, include them in the story with the five senses because you can smell you can touch you can taste you mm -hmm. can see and you can hear if it squeaks if you eat it <laughs> <laughs> but um so that's how i tried to like encourage the students to try any way possible that is feasible you know that they can um i'm not trying to tell them to go spend a lot of money but in some cases Things, um, uh, sometimes a family or an individual in the church will spot, if they know that you're working on a special needs situation, mm -hmm. they will sponsor you and help you buy snacks or buy, um, you know, and it's, a, sometimes people don't want to ask, but sometimes if they don't, then they carry the, everything on their own shoulders. Mm -hmm. If they ask someone to sponsor the child or to sponsor, oh, that's another thing. Um, oh, I don't know where I was thinking about that, but in, in some cases, um, the child can be part of the, the, the classroom mm -hmm. with a one-on-one -on -one or um, a buddy, you know, that stays mm -hmm. with them, that kind of helps them navigate the, the different parts of the classroom. Um, and is their, is their friend is just there for them. Mm -hmm. and, and that, um, so I've seen that happen and it's been done well. And then, um, some of the children help each other, like one little guy, He's in, he was in a wheelchair. He still is. He's in a wheelchair and he has a brother in this class. And then he also has other kids in the class. And when they see that he has a need, they go right over and help him. So mm -hmm. I, I love it when it's, when it's, when they stay in the same classroom. I, I love that. Sometimes um, some churches have had classrooms separately for children with special needs. I've seen that done too. Mm -hmm. And 
that can be good too. Um, the one lady that did it, she it encouraged other families to come. And because they heard about it, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a special class for my child. So they did come and it grew. And so that's an option too, where um, you have a you have a certain classroom that is set aside just for you on mm -hmm. a Sunday. Some some churches are doing the sensory room where they mm -hmm. set up um, a sensory room. Mm -hmm. And it's a place where maybe a parent or a friend can take a child if they just need some extra um extra little quiet time. I've, I've seen that. And not all churches can do that because most of our churches, every, every room is used to the max. You know, I'm thinking of my home church right now, every, mm -hmm. the, every room is used to the max and, and there's so much going on there that we can't like, we don't have right now a quote unquote sensory room or place just, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you can provide things in your, um, in your pocket, you know, so to speak, like um, one, one teacher, she had a little box. And when the, when the child, he was in the regular classroom, when the child, when she could see that he was getting agitated, mm -hmm. she would just hand him his suitcase. I think it was a little suitcase, mm -hmm. hand him his suitcase. He would go over and sit in the corner and he would just explore his little suitcase. And then he would come back and join the group. So he was able to you know, to kind of set, settle himself down without needing to go out. And I've seen, you know, stuff like that done too. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I just bought two sensory toys today um, to take, um, to show for my class in the fall. Oh. And um, yeah, I, I love to find stuff that, you know, and if it's funny, sensory toys, everybody loves them. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I do. I was do playing that. with it in the store. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so appreciating that you're mentioning all of these really great tips about, um, and you know, saying that we can do, if it's possible, do a dedicated class, but also do a class where the children are incorporated. But I think you know, in in either case, there's good and bad. But I, I love the fact that you mentioned about um, the child that had like buddies in the classroom or people that were able to help. And, and, you know, from my own experience, I feel like it makes other children aware and it makes other children just kind and, you know, considerate and shows them that they can help other people and, and just, you know, be loving to, um, other people in their classroom that maybe don't look like they do or yeah. do the things that they do. And what a wonderful gift for them as well to Amen. be able to know how to, you know, be a light for Jesus and, and have the heart of a servant and, yeah. and, and love people. So I love that idea. I, I wanted to ask, and I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit about how can we support children and families in our churches who have disabilities. And I know you mentioned, you know, that you teach your class, love the parents as well as the children. And I appreciate that you said that, but what are some of the other ways that we can support them um, if we have a family in, in the church that has a child with disabilities? Um, this is something that I, through the years, when I would go to Nathaniel's IEP meetings, mm -hmm. Um, 
I would always have to go alone because Dave was working. And, um, and I didn't find out till later that I could have had, you know, a friend come and be with me and be a support person. Not that they would have to say anything, but just that they would be there. Because mm -hmm. you go in this room with like, it felt like 20, it was probably 12 or 15, maybe. But all these specialists, you know, the whatevers were around this table, and we would have this, you know, IEP thing about Nathaniel. And if I had had someone, it was, it was, as a parent, it was very lonely to walk in a room like that. Mm -hmm. um, I already knew that he was, you know, it wasn't, and every year it was the same. He didn't progress. He stayed about a, um, oh, he stayed about a, oh, six month level as far as, um, he may have gone up to about an 18 month level. Um, but he just, he pretty much didn't progress. Mm -hmm. And so every year I had to go face this IEP thing again. And um, so I think even having someone from the church maybe volunteer to go with on mm -hmm. that trip to the IEP meeting or, um, and then um, this, <laughs> I had, when I had Nathaniel, I had a lady in my church she came to my, well, she called me up and she said, I want to do your laundry. Mm. She said, put it on your front porch. I'm going to pick it up, take it to the laundromat. I'm going to do your laundry and put it back on the front porch. I didn't have to talk to her. I didn't have to invite her in for coffee. She, that was something she did for me. And Obviously, you can see it was quite a thing because mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed with everything. You know, you, you know, you think I can get through this and I can do it by myself. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. And um, and so now Dave wasn't too happy about, you know, her doing our laundry, but you know <laughs> what? He got over it. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so that was a kind of a gift that someone mm -hmm. in the church gave me as a mom of, you know, after, you know, dealing with everything. And, um, and, and it was, you know, I think maybe she did it. She may have done it twice. I don't know. But it was just a caring thing that mm -hmm. she did. And then um, I had this idea um, that, <laughs> and I don't know. Um, that churches, you know, a larger church, and I realize mm -hmm. some churches, depending on the size, could do this, but um, that they could send home on a Sunday a hot dish. Mm -hmm. You know what a hot dish is? Mm -hmm. It's like a casserole. Mm -hmm. Up in Minnesota, they call it, um, I think they call it hot dish. No, maybe they call it hot dish in Wisconsin. I don't know. It's like this casserole. Mm -hmm. dish and you know it has chicken in it or noodles or whatever put it in the oven it's a you know it serves a whole family in it you know there's might be vegetables in there I don't know and I just had this idea that what if some of our churches like prepared a hot dish mm -hmm. and had it ready in the fridge ready for a special a family or the child with a special need, and they sent that home on a Sunday I don't know I just got this idea I'm just, or now mm -hmm. with um, 
with Amazon. Yeah. You could like order something to their home Mm -hmm. and have them pick it off the front porch, you know. Um, we have um we have a um a uh, family that had a daughter special needs mm-hmm. and um they moved away and um I found out her address and don't tell Brother Norris <laughs> <laughs> I sent them a box of hot chocolate, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to their door the other day. Okay, you know, don't tell Brother Norris podcast listeners. <laughs> He's pretty good about me doing stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He knows you. <laughs> but you know, because not because there's anything special about hot chocolate, just knowing that someone was thinking of you, mm-hmm. that, you know, each. I mean, there's just something about it. Um, oh, I think you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> he just cleared his throat. <laughs> He's in the other room. <laughs> I heard you. We love you, Brother Norris. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then when it got delivered, he said, hey, they delivered the hot chocolate to the wrong address. Oh, no. Oh, um, but I, I just think um, the hot dish idea, just, it just, I don't know. There's just something about it that. Um, I like it. I like that. <laughs> that is a good idea. But you know how. Just the small things, like you're saying, it's not something huge, but just to be able to go home after church, after you have been in service and not have to make a full-on meal, something that you can pop in the oven, and just the small things that let you enjoy your family without having to worry about dinner. Yeah. Lunch. Because sometimes going out to eat was was difficult because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, either there might be a little crying or you know, might not fit in the restaurant properly or like getting his wheelchair in and then, you know, so, uh, but we did take him out to eat. I mean, he did go one time. <laughs> we, we we were out to eat and um, the waitress was standing right next to him and we were taking our, she was taking our order. All of a sudden she jumped and he had reached down and put his hand up her skirt. <laughs> That was that was back in the day when the waitresses wore skirts. That's probably why they start wearing pants. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hilarious. Oh, but yeah, you yeah. That's I love that you mentioned that. I'm glad that you mentioned that because people don't understand if somebody that doesn't have a child who's special needs, they don't understand that going to a restaurant is a challenge, yeah. and that there are things that you're going to have to face that you know, that having somebody make you a meal is going to alleviate a lot of those things. But uh, that's the thing that you mentioned and you never know. I mean, as a wheelchair user myself, it's like, okay, are we going to fit at the table? Is there going to be, there's so much more involved. And as a mom, you've got to plan 
you've got to yeah. be a planner. It's not like you can just be like, okay, you know, whatever, we'll wing it. Like there has to be <laughs> solid, solid plans here. <laughs> oh. So I wanted to say, is there anything else in, in, in closing? And I just dropped my phone and I'm not going to pick it up, but okay. I think I know what the last question is, but I think it's, I think I really wanted to just say if there was any other thing that you wanted to mention and wanted people to know about, you know, Sunday school, making sure that Sunday school is accessible or just having a child oh, as a mom. Yes, yes. Um, once you know, that your family that has a child with special needs is coming, mm -hmm. have someone at the door special for them to open and help them get in. Mm -hmm. I remember trying to come through double glass doors with Nathaniel in the wheelchair, with the diaper bag, with, mm. you know, and, and no one was, you know, that I was trying and I got the door slammed on my backside oh. and I was just like by the time I got through the next set of double doors I was out of sorts <laughs> and there stood the special speaker looking at me and I am just like <laughs> I, I was just like so to have some once you know your families mm -hmm. and you, you realize you just say um let me know when you guys are coming what time you i can expect you or i mean don't say it like that that's not good um text me when you're when you're about to arrive and mm -hmm. i will be at the door for you or i will be i will have brother so and so or sister so and so i will have them at the door helping you get through the doors mm -hmm. and um and they they'll probably say no that's not needed yes it is it is so needed and the, the, to the greet them and to, and to welcome and smile and just um, that is major, major. And then um, I was looking to see if I wrote anything else out. Oh, I wrote this down. Um, make room at your table. Mm -hmm. um, and just, and listen to them. Um, when, when sometimes parents just need listened to, um, not that you can solve all their problems, you're not trying to, right. and not that you're trying to, um, but when you listen to someone, they feel heard. Mm -hmm. um, and then, oh, another thing with special needs kids, that insurance is a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. And there's many issues and across the states, every state has their own whatever. Um, find as many support systems as you can. And there's so much more out there right now than there was a few years ago. Um, there's many, many good books. Um, there's, um, but if you, if you have any kind of um, dream to see something done, dream really, really big, but start really small. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, start with just a little thing mm -hmm. and then see it grow and then see, but dream really big. And, um, and you can always find me on Facebook. That's my, I'm, I'm in the, in that generation. 
<laughs> I don't do too much on Instagram, but you can always find me. And um, if there's anything I can do to encourage anyone, um, you just let me know. I hope I've answered your questions, hon. Yes, yes. I That was wonderful. And I think that being able to understand the perspective of a mom, of a child, sometimes I think that we just don't, we aren't educated. We don't know. And we're always, sometimes we're frightened about the things that we don't know. But having these conversations and talking about your experiences with Nathaniel, some of the frustrations, some of the things that we can do, um, giving people ideas and how we can make Sunday school accessible. Uh, you know, this is so important because, you know, we, we've got to make room for everybody in the kingdom of God. Yes, make a ramp. If you need a ramp, make a ramp. Now, somebody will say, well, we don't have money in our budget. Well, go to a local businessman and see if he'll build a ramp at your church. I, okay. Um, there was a time when there was no ramp. So I, I, you know, so you can find people that are interested and, and want to help. And mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily maybe have to be in people in your church, but it could be somebody, a bit local businessman that would be willing to help. And um, it, all, all they can say is no. That's then true. You ask, then you go and ask the next person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I don't want to be too controversial here, but, you know, sometimes um, we, we say that we don't have money for things and sometimes we don't. But sometimes, but do we have money for other things in the church? Do we have money for the youth to go to things, <laughs> conferences, <Yes. laughs> uh, Disney World, you know, those kinds of things. And those are okay. You know, we will raise money for certain types of, of things and, and as we should. But I think that, I don't think, I know that this is a priority because we want to make sure that everybody is included in our churches and we don't want anybody to feel like they are left out uh and and so many biblical principles you know as you know that tell us to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves That's to right. be able to um you know love everybody and and what more you know how how precious is it that we can do that for families yes, yes. And for children who are struggling with a disability who can't speak for themselves and uh yeah, that is just a, a good thing. I'm glad that we were having this conversation and I hope we continue having these conversations. And uh, I know that you are doing, you do help. I know Sister Denise Wynn will be on um, the podcast later on at this time, but you do also do some things for Able Ministry. Is that right? Or you kind of just are? Um, they're having a, a workshop coming up here in a couple of weeks. So we'll be attending that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sister Nancy Norris, it is always a pleasure to be able to talk to you. And so, I appreciate you coming on the Exchange podcast and sharing all of these wonderful insights. And I know it's going to be a blessing to all the people that are listening. And I love your joy. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's contagious. So, hearing you laugh and smile makes me happy. So, <laughs> uh, so I love you, Sister Norris. And God bless everybody. We're signing on from the exchange. Have a good okay. day, everybody.